from electronic fuel injection to the power sports toys that fuel your weekends, join Walbro each month for Talk and Shop as we discuss all the machines that make life better. Hey everyone, welcome into a brand new episode of Talk and Shop with Walbro. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. Now, as the world struggles to cope with coronavirus, one of the biggest challenges has been protecting the people on the front lines of battling this pandemic. And so today on this episode of Talk and Shop, we're going to discuss how Walbro is really answering that call. And joining me to discuss this in more detail is Brad Roach. He's the engineering manager of new product development at Walbro. Brad, thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So when we talk about what Walbro is doing when it comes to protecting those that are in the healthcare field that are really battling this pandemic, what did you create and, and how does it work? Just kind of give us the basics of this product that you've made. Sure. What we've created is a aerosol shield specifically for intubation for nurse anesthetists and anesthesiologists to use uh, when they're intubating a patient. So during that process, there's a great deal of aerosol COVID-19 that is generated, and that requires a lot of PPE to protect that medical professional while they're doing that procedure. So uh, through some brainstorming that we did, we tried to identify a lot of things we could help with, and then we started reaching out to medical professionals. And through their guidance and feedback, we've created this device, which is largely based on something that people are building in their garages, but we thought we could bring a level of uh, professionalism to it and uh, make it a lot more durable, uh, a lot more usable, and and uh, last a lot longer uh, for the medical professionals. So when did you first realize that there was a need for these particular uh, PPE uh, products, really? And, and kind of give me a sense of the timeline um, by which you guys created these products that could that could go to these people that are um, that are battling this this pandemic. Sure. Well, we started brainstorming uh, on March 17th on how Walbro could potentially switch gears from manufacturing carburetors, fuel tanks, fuel injection systems, and the rest of our product line to how we could help somehow with the battle against COVID-19. And specifically, how could we help the healthcare professionals that are really, you know, the men and women on the front line against in this fight? Um, so on March 17th, we started that process. Uh, by March 23rd, we had finalized down to 92 unique concepts that we could pursue and try to understand if it was feasible for Walbro to engage in that. And on the 24th, we got to the point where we were down to 21 concepts and we started really engaging medical professionals on each of those as well as a few of the others in that first 92. Uh, and we understood that this was a real need and it was something that it was so much of a need that nurse anesthetists and anesthesiologists were out on the internet begging for people to make this very basic uh, cube design made of acrylic or polycarbonate that was created by a, a doctor uh, in Taiwan and, and provided free to the world to say, hey, this will help people go make this for the doctors, please. So we, we tried to understand how can we make this better and more producible. It's, it's not an achievable product in high volume. And obviously every nurse anesthetist and anesthesiologist really needs one of these right now. And so it's a, it's a big challenge to go from something that you were making in a garage in ones and twos. And in our case, when we built the first six samples, that was six people working an eight hour day to build those first six pieces. So certainly there was a lot of work put into how do we find a way to make this 
producible and get this in front of everybody rather than just the few people that could have access to somebody with a garage. So by the 26, we had built those first six prototypes with obviously a lot of feedback from nurse anesthetists. What do you really need? And anesthesiologists and a cardiologist and some ER docs and even some people in the Air Force uh, that, that gave us some feedback in the medical corps. And uh, we put six of them in Beaumont and Oakland hospitals. And we built two more uh, to for the next day that kind of refined that design. But in in parallel, as we as we got through that and through that design process and through actually building them ourselves, we found that, man, there's a lot we can improve on this. And so we went out and we were sourcing suppliers and trying to work with people who know more about forming this particular product than we do. And we developed a, a process. And by the 27th, we had finalized a prototype tooled version, kicked off prototype tooling and started getting to the point where we are today. Wow, that's that's really fascinating and phenomenal, phenomenal just to hear that timeline and how quickly you evolved and you were able to move. What were some of the challenges that you found in manufacturing a new product um, in a facility that is typically used for carburetors and things along those lines? Kind of walk me through some of those challenges that you that you met along the way and how you overcame them. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of challenges associated with taking a plant that is, you know, building fuel tanks and fuel delivery modules and, you know, has machining and blow molding. And how do you take that and build something that the medical industry needs? So we met with a very uh, cross-discipline, cross-functional, uh, diverse team within Walbro that involved manufacturing engineers, uh, development mechanical engineers, electrical engineers, software engineers, um, ops people, uh, purchasing, sales, marketing, and kind of said, okay, if we have to do this in record time, because we went from eight days from a finished concept to a prototype tool part, which would typically take three to six months, we said, how do we do this and work together as a team? And really the whole team came together, found ways to optimize uh, space we had existing in the plant today, uh, came up with concepts of how we could you know, really uh, produce this in a way that keeps everybody safe, you know, keeps a six foot distance between people, make sure that the, the stuff going out the door is is safe for the medical professionals to use, has no contamination. You know, there's a lot of work that went into it, but we really came together and, and were able to organize the plant in such a way that, uh, you know, we're already shipping product out now. So... How have you seen the the product evolve from the initial batch that that initial six that you created to more recent versions of it? Have you seen any kind of evolutions, and how has the product really been improved upon from that initial uh, that initial offering? Sure, huge evolution, uh, especially given the time frame. You know what we started with was something that was put together with uh, five separate components. Uh, it had to be glued together and fixtured up, and it took a lot of time. It is uh, not as durable as you'd want it to be because of how it's constructed. So if you drop it, there's a chance of it breaking apart. Um, the commonly used materials are not as good for uh, the medical industry. So what we, what we try to do is say, okay, this, this works. And I understand why people are building them in their garages for, for the professionals that need them. And certainly it's better than nothing. But how can we make this something that can easily be disinfected, easily be cleaned, is very optically uh, clear and is superior in the visibility that the professional has for the patient that they're working on. And so it went from being essentially, you know, a plastic box that you could see through 
uh, where one of those corners is directly in the eyesight line of you know the nurse anesthetist or the anesthesiologist doing the work to a very um, you know bubble shaped uh, clear free of visual obstruction device that was also able to drop the weight by one-sixth. So, you know, it used to be between 16 and 20 pounds. It's now 3.5 pounds. Uh, we removed all of the sharp edges and, and harsh corners that were on the, the initial concept or those initial six prototypes. So now it's very smooth and rounded. It doesn't catch PPE. The real, the goal here is to significantly reduce the need for PPE as disposed of. And so what that means is, Instead of these, you know, seven hundred to you know fifteen hundred dollar suits or headgear that uh, professionals need to use to protect themselves from being aspirated directly into their face, now this device does that, and this device can be disinfected with all of the standard things you use in a hospital, like bleach and disinfectants and soap and water and alcohol, and with no degradation to the part or to the the, the component, and so. There's been a huge progression or evolution of this product from when we started with a, you know, a simple concept that everybody's got out there. There's, there's hundreds of people making these in their garages in the ones and twos to getting to the point where we can make, you know, 7,200 of them next week to get to uh, professionals all over the country. So how are you kind of getting feedback from medical professionals to help further ta tailor this protective equipment to their needs, right? So y you mentioned just uh, eliminating the um, kind of the, the box design so that y you're not obstructing vision anymore and it's easier to clean and that sort of thing and it's not catching on other PPE. Uh, how are you getting kind of that, that feedback and in, I suppose, tailoring future designs to those specific, uh, those specific needs and pieces of feedback that you're getting? With the help of medical professionals. I mean, we went out and used every contact we had. Uh, you know, a lot of us know someone in the healthcare industry. And so we went out and, and really aggressively pursued those contacts that first week during brainstorming and said, hey, we need help because we're not a medical company. What do you guys need most? And the, the overwhelming response was we need PPE. Now, Walbro's not really set up to, to make masks, for instance, but we started looking outside the box and say, okay, what's the other needs for PPE that, that other companies might not be set up to create that we could aggressively pursue? So through that, when we identified this as a potential option that we saw nobody else creating something that was really production ready, other than there's a, a approximately $7,000 option that's out on the market. But as you can imagine, very few hospitals can afford to have a, a large quantity of those on hand. We started reaching out again to that same level of context and saying, okay, do any of you know nurse anesthetists or respiratory therapists or anesthesiologists? Can we get in contact with them? Can we talk with them and try to ask them what they would need or what could help? And so we did that and we've had a lot of conversations over, you know, it seems like months, but the reality is it's only been a couple of weeks um, that we tried to understand what do you guys really need and we you know, put those concepts in front of them and then we put prototypes in front of them and we got a lot of feedback, a lot of calls, a lot of discussions. How do we improve this? And we've tried to incorporate those requests both into where the current product is today as well as where we're going in the future to further enhance this and further protect the healthcare professionals. So you mentioned uh, a second ago that, that you believe that you'll be producing, I think you said 7,200, is that right? That's correct. 
how do you see that continuing to grow and continuing to evolve? And how can you get to a place where you're producing even more of these uh, on a regular basis? Is that something that you're aiming to do um, is to increase production even more? And how do you how do you reach those higher levels? It's a combination of working together as a team. It's a combination of trying to understand where your bottlenecks are and leverage those to to allow further improvement in your throughput. But at the end of the day, we're going to build roughly 7,200 next week. By the following week, we should be at a production volume of 7,500 per week and be able to supply substantially more to the medical community very quickly. Uh, in the long run, our plan is to drive the cost down, add further uh, personal protection equipment to it in the form of uh, gloves that would further fill that those holes that are used for access to the patient and uh, add a sheet that would cover the patient fully so as to cont completely contain the aerosol uh, COVID-19. And so that way they can cover the patient fully. They can uh, wait until the aerosol COVID-19 has settled down. They can keep that contained. It'll let them worry about contamination to the room less, contamination to themselves less, drive down the level or class of PPE that they need to wear to be able to do these procedures. And then the plan is for that part to be something you can reuse by throwing away that plastic sheet, throwing away those gloves, and taking a new kit from Walbro where you would replace that sheet and replace those gloves within that uh, polycarbonate shell, and now you can use it on the next patient after after you've completely uh, disinfected it and added the new PPE. So we've got a plan to significantly ramp up production from the 100 that we'll build this week to the 7,200 that we'll build in the following week to the 7,500 per week after that. And if we find that there's a need for even more, we have contingency plans to be able to build even more than 7,500 a week. Well, Brad, I think you and I both agree that the the healthcare professionals are um, that are on the front lines of battling this pandemic really are um, heroes in this case. And what you're doing to help protect them, I think, is incredible work. And so, thank you for what you're doing, and best of luck moving forward. Absolutely, we agree that they're they're heroes, and we want to do our part to help them. But certainly, the you know the respect and the admiration should be on those professionals. You know, not what Walper's doing right now. Well, thank you again for, for your efforts and, uh, and thank you to all the healthcare professionals that are out there that are listening to this podcast. And uh, of course, we'll be back with more episodes of Talk and Shop with Walbro. But, uh, but for this one and for uh, my guest today, Brad Roach, thank you so much for listening and we'll be back soon. 